Hello, and welcome to the Gaming Fix Podcast, episode 257 on February 11th. 2023. I am your host, Andre Cole, a.k.a. The Wet Gamer, a.k.a. your partner's favorite Marvel Snap card, back from whatever minor illness I had last week. I am joined today by Allison. That's a tough one, because I feel like there's a lot... Well, okay, so if we're talking about specifically aesthetics, I mean, the Jubilee uh, anime card is obviously the best. It's, Uh, It's a good card. It's, but in terms of actual card, I I do like Arnim Zola. I think that's a fun okay. card, and I've had so a lot you're of. You're just like a big fan of Nazis. I see. <laughs> starting starting the show off strong, Allison is bold pro- proclamation. <laughs> no, I just like how it's like Arnim Zola and Black Panther is just like an undeniable combination. That's mm-hmm. really fun. And every so often he'll put a big card down on turn five, like an Arnim Sola or a Devil Dino, and people w- will put down a um, uh, Shang-Chi, and, but, but they go after you, so it's like, mm-hmm. that is for naught, because I put Arnim Sola yeah. in. It's like, you thought I already destroyed it. It's, what are you doing here? Uh, yeah, that's... No, nope, you did destroy it. I destroyed it and put it on the next two. So I think there's a lot of good cards in that game, but that I think that that's one of those where I was uh, I kind of underestimated it until I came up against it, and I was like, sure. "Oh, I mm-hmm. see how good this can be." You come across combos where you're like. I never would have thought of that myself, and oh, you know, an... probably the the person you're playing against probably didn't either. But just like seeing there's this a... stuff happen is like I had no idea. There's a number of decks where I've I've made them because I see a, a specific combo of cards, and I'm like, I need this. I need to do this. So I think that's how m- most of my decks get started. Is that I do that, and then I look, and then I try to figure out what deck to build out out of it, or look online to see what deck would go with those two cards in particular and sure it's 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 fun indeed it it, yeah it's hard for me to pick a favorite card just i've been doing a lot of uh patriot decks and Mm. i like the uh patriot decks are so fun yeah i like the uh what is it the um like the winner art i I think the, the winner art is fun that they did like him riding on his sl- his shield as a sled. Oh, that's my fa- one of my favorite cards. I that's mm-hmm. the only like even when it gets to be summer in the in my uh, in my Patriot deck, that's the only one I'm going to be. Using. Oh yeah, not mine. Because it's just so fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, those uh, Patriots a fun deck, uh, especially when you have um, like Mystique and yep, and then suddenly, oops. Uh, that I do Silver Surfer, and everybody's mm-hmm. like pissed off. I I really enjoyed early on. I I made a control deck, and it was like, oh, I came up with this deck on my own, and like this idea, and it's like Storm, and then there was Mag- Professor X, and it was like, you know, you can't play cards anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, by the time I've played my cards, I'm like, well, I've won these two lanes already, and you know, there are things they could do to yeah. pull it out, but it was uh, it's a uh, I I had a Magneto versus Professor X showdown. I was like, it's just like the cartoons like the of the thing. comics. It's oh like... my god! 
Yeah. Perfect. No, that's really fun when you have like uh, like synergy and you're like it's it's like the thing or mm-hmm. um you know when all the cards that are uh you know like, like all the guardians get cards mm-hmm. um all have you know kind of similar abilities yeah. and and granted I don't really use them very much but it's like it's nice when a lot of uh when it's fun um mm-hmm. And you have those kinds of matchups. You're like, it's like the thing. Yep. Um, and yeah, so that's as I've climbed the ranks, and like you know, when I first started playing, it was a lot of people like playing. Okay, I have to play a card like on the left on the first turn. Then I can play a card in the middle on the second turn. And uh, now you everybody's know, like, you know, now that that's there's a lot of like. I haven't played a card for two turns at the start of the game or oh, whatever. Yeah. And stuff like that. It's a lot more of a patient waiting game. Uh, well, I mean, from what I've seen uh, with um, the description of why there's no mulligan or anything, uh, the the whole Quicksilver thing mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, here, you will always have a card that mm-hmm. goes first. If like, you want that's it, yeah. the first. If you want it. And then, but then you realize, like, you really don't need to be mm-hmm. doing that. It's always so weird I, I, when I, I encounter a Quicksilver these days. I'm like, hmm? I know. <laughs> Excuse like, me? Huh? Yeah. And I think some people like having having that so that it kind of, like, oh, yeah. I, I know, forces things. Like, there's very specific decks that use Quicksilver and, like, America yep. Chavez. But at the same time, I'm like, I see it and I'm like, huh? Yep. You're, you're, you're like, a, you're like, Fully and, and you know, there's you have a lot of better cards available. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's it's very very interesting. Uh, but yeah, that's that's Marvel Snap. I don't know. We have a lot to say about it other than still playing it a lot. <laughs> We're still playing it. Yeah. I thought I would have fallen off by now, but I, I I played for like too much time this morning, even without with nothing to like gain other than like trying to climb rank. Uh, so I. I, I wish there was a better way to earn currency, but whatever. I, yeah, that that would be nice, but yeah, it's 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 still it's still very fun. Um, and I definitely now I'm looking at at decks and I see a specific deck and I'm like, I didn't think about doing it that way. So uh-huh. it's, every, I'm... like every time I see a deck, <laughs> every time I see a deck, it's like, oh here's like the cards you can swap out and here's the cards you can have like you know here's the cards you can exchange and here are the cards that are needed and i never have like never one have card one that is essential to the deck and i'm like i have everything <laughs> yeah, except totally. one and like, like i someday someday i'm like i i wish i had enough gold i'm like less than three thousand gold away from being able to buy the whatever bundle in the store right now that get has like the three thousand collectors tokens and but i'm not I, paying like fifty dollars for three thousand gold yeah no i totally understand that I, I i am very close to that too so i'm like maybe uh, because i i have a couple i i've i've played mr negative and that's a fun thing but i don't know if i need that card I just, but I that's just a want decent the bundle. i just want the tokens yeah the, <laughs> the tokens you the... want credits but whatever uh we are not here to talk about (laughs) marvel snap anymore we are here to talk about the hottest releases of the week yeah we both played newer stuff yeah the games everyone are everyone's talking about uh, the talk of the town uh for for better or for worse we're really just (laughs) diving into the controversy 
with Metroid Prime Remastered. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, the game that everybody's debating is Metroid Prime Remastered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, we're going to be talking a little bit more about the Nintendo Direct this week, but uh, it, they announced that there was a remastered uh, Metroid Prime that came out on Switch. Uh, Surprising they, nobody. The only drop. surprise that it actually well, came out. <laughs> right. Like it's, the, the existence it's was not a surprise. Been... The fact that it actually came out is the surprise because there have been right. like a decade of people saying oh they're just they're just sitting on metroid prime remaster it's done <laughs> it's like, yeah yeah why but, now uh, uh who knows mm, hopefully yeah. that means good news for metroid prime 4 or some eventually coming out after being announced with the i mean i think Switch. they'll they'll get it done but also uh it's gonna be It'll be done when it's done. It's a Nintendo game, Yeah. Well, I think the thing that should be good news for Metroid Prime fans um, who've been waiting for Metroid Prime 4 with this is that this game, like, looks and this, like, this is a really good remaster. Mm -hmm. Um, So Mm -hmm. it, it feels like a lot of love and a lot of attention was put into this remaster, which I'm not... Which I'm some you know sometimes surprised to see with some of these remasters because it's uh you know it I feel like for a lot of place uh, a lot of um, people they might view it as like a cash grab or as a uh you know kind of easy money because people are nostalgic but they really put a lot especially into um, remastering the uh, visuals for Metroid Prime a, a lot of that is based off of I mean existing really good uh uh art design and a uh, really good existing aesthetic yeah but they you know they haven't just updated things like textures but there's updated um lighting there's there's updated everything is updated character models um I, i'm pretty positive samus is completely new model and it's it it just looks really good. Um, I, I've seen people describe it as this is what you remember the game looking like when you played it on sure. GameCube, but it didn't actually look like that. So uh, I never actually played it on GameCube. Um, it's it's one of those uh, Metroid in general is one of those series I have not really played very uh-huh. much of, if at all. Uh, <laughs> the the one thing I know I played was uh, the Metroid Prime demo for the. Uh, original nintendo ds which came with the ds oh it's good like the hunters thing where you could play it like four player and it was like a weird multiplayer thing yeah i played and there's like a weird single player bit and Uh, i was like maybe yeah but it's like it was one of those things where there's like you know you play that whole game on the touch screen and like did the stylus to aim and stuff it was yep Yeah, but I was like, I had like two games on the DS, so you uh-huh, played yeah. this demo mm-hmm. over and over. Oh, yes, um, absolutely. So that's the only thing that I had played with Prime, but it's one of those games where I've heard so many good things about it, obviously, for years, and have felt like I should pick up. So, you know, I, I was wondering, is this this uh, remaster going to be worth it? It's it's 40 bucks, which isn't terrible, but it's like, you know, that's kind of a Bargain lot for a compared single... compared to... GameCube the game games these days, but well, there's that. But for like for a single GameCube game, I I don't know. But like it, 
it really feels like they've uh, put a lot of uh, work into this. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that was kind of funny in the direct was that they that they touted the new control system with two sticks, and you're like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's the that's the standard. But GameCube but, I mean, had two sticks. <laughs> But they I guess, just, I guess that's not what they, the they, that's what they yep. used. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. No. I play, I rented Metroid Prime, but I never got very far. It, I, mm. it was such a bizarre control scheme to me at the time. Like, I had a PlayStation. Yeah. I had two sticks. I, could, I was like, what is this? You're like, what is this nonsense? <laughs> There's, yeah. Um, so it, it makes sense. Uh, there's still a lot of... Uh, where you can, uh, part of the system is where you can lock on, and it's that's still usually going to be maybe a little bit more effective. But two sticks makes it a lot make a lot more sense. Uh, and I'm I, I'm just I'm really enjoying it. It just seems like a really cool game. That I mean I I've, I've heard again heard a million good things about, but there's just such a really cool atmosphere, um, especially an atmosphere of horror. There's uh, a lot of the kind of lore flavor text is is really interesting and it just has a really good atmosphere that makes it i i can see why so many people have held it up in such high regard for so long mm-hmm. um that it's 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 really been i haven't played very much of it yet i i've only just um you know, got past the first area and I've been on the first planet. Yeah. Or I, I don't think there's another planet, but gotten on the yeah, planet. And, yeah. Uh, and it's, uh, it's, 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 I, I'm really enjoying it so far and, uh, glad that it got remastered because yeah. it's, uh, you know, it, it seems like a, a game that really deserved it. And sure. I'm, I'm really excited, for, especially for, long existing fans who are like who mm-hmm. got such a high quality remaster yeah. because like it, it really feels like that they've been putting a lot into it so mm-hmm. people were you know clamoring for it. and you know like i said it's been rumored for years and people like right. jeff grubb and others like we're gonna see metroid prime remastered we're gonna see the prime trilogy collection yeah those other two games uh you know, yeah, if they, I don't know. If it's... they're gonna sell them for also forty dollars, or each. also forty bucks. But at the same time, <laughs> I'm like, you know, they're instead they of a collection that'll be for individually packaged games. Maybe you can get a deal and get all three for a hundred instead of a hundred twenty or something. But yeah, uh, you know, hey, it, they they put a lot of work into it. And more yeah. and it seems like they put more work into it than say they did with Mario 64 and so, Mario okay. Sunshine. Was, that's what I was thinking about. I was that's the exact same thing I was thinking about was that like for for being the flagship series of Nintendo that um 3D All-Stars collection there's nothing in there. Like it's 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 a fine I, I'm glad that I bought it just as like both like kind of like a collector's item and then I have those games to play if I want to on yeah. my uh-huh. Switch. But really, you know, they're they're just the base games, which is fine. They're they're good games, but it's like sixty bucks for games where they, you know, they gave a little bit of extra work with the controls for mm-hmm. um 
sunshine since it doesn't have the same yeah uh yeah since they, they don't have the pressure sensitive um triggers and then for making it so you don't have to use motion controls for galaxy but yeah. but it, it's it's just it feels so stark to look at mm-hmm. something like that where it's like okay we've made these games playable for the switch and you can also if you want to listen to the music that's your special <laughs> extra gift whereas hero it's like this it's so it feels so stark because it just is like beautiful like work that's been done on this remaster is like yeah it's like you could have done that for for sunshine and for galaxy Mm -hmm. and for mario 64 like those are really beloved games well and it's not even like from what i remember of the discourse around those games is like it was just some shoddy work on a lot of them. Like there was weird like texture stuff and things that just like I... weren't properly implemented and maybe they patched them and got them there. But yeah. Cause I didn't remember any of that. Like I, I didn't get too far in either of mm-hmm. any of those games, but uh, you know, I've played, I played a yeah. little bit of, of all three and I didn't notice any issues personally, okay. but um, for me, it just felt like kind of like really bare bones. Yeah, where it's definitely. like here you go, and you're like, thanks, I guess. Like it's it's, it's a uh, huge weagle, right? Well, it's bare bones, and it also had the bullshit of the like, oh, you can only buy this for a year. Yeah, that was also bizarre. And right, I mean, well, this is Metroid, so the physical editions are going to disappear because they make like twelve of them. And right, and I it. know a lot of people who are like. I, I bought it digitally because they it's I think next month they're going to be doing the physical copies. Uh, but but I know people on Twitter who are like I can wait I can wait I can wait and it. it's like it's going they're they're going to do a single print they're going to do a single run <laughs> and that, like that's what they do with these games it's bizarre like, it's like Metroid it's Prime like, and like Prime Two Prime Three infamously the Prime Collection for the Wii infamously. Just like immediately out of print, like you could not find the disc, which is it's, just it's so weird. Because like digital purchases weren't even a thing on yeah. the Wii. It's like you put all this effort, and like people want to buy this game. Yeah, no, it, that's I, I've I've seen that sometimes with like physical copies of uh, I, I like for like I, I think I've seen that for like Atelier Ryza, like mm-hmm. for both of those games. Like they just don't make physical copies. Yeah. And you're like people like these games. I I don't know what you're doing. Like <laughs> you're leaving money on the table here because people are but like you're just having it so that people are selling it for a hundred bucks when it's yeah. like God. Is I am really not sure what they're yeah, it's like the uh, Super Famicom that you know they did the oh my god the, the game and watch things they recently did for like the anniversary. It's just like yeah, I I didn't have that much of an issue getting the game and watch um, mm-hmm. Mario, but mm-hmm. personally, but uh, I still remember when I got the the SNES one and and people being like, "Holy shit, you got one of those!" And it's like because I like literally i that's when i was uh living a block down from a target Mm. so i like saw it was in stock and i literally ran over to target 
that's how I got my first I, Nintendo Switch too. So I, I don't like, know why I bought one. <laughs> I personally like that that a lot. I haven't played it in a while, but I I personally like the SNES Classic just because it, it's there's it, some good games on there and sure. stuff, but it's also. I also, well, I mean, at the time I didn't, but I, I own a PC, I own a phone, I own a laptop, all of those places I could have been playing yeah. those games. Yeah. Uh, and then now I own a Steam Deck where I can also play those games. Now, you know, I've got, yeah. it, it's a nice little display piece, the it's box a, or whatever. Right. But. And it, and having like the little control, like the, you know, recreated controllers, I, uh, I, I brought it over once um, to my, my parents' place and my sibling and I played, um, Super Mario World together, and it was it was a very like fun experience. Role playing Christmas nineteen ninety four. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. We're just like, you know, it, it, it's fun to be able to sit down and play these. Um, you know, where with that, so it's that that was enjoyable. But it's, it, I, yeah, it's. I don't have nostalgia for the Super Nintendo. See, <laughs> like, neither do I. But. I've I never have both NES classes, a, classic, and the SNES classic because of that. Um, but I do, I do have uh, the thing that's that's funny though is I have a nostalgia for a lot of those SNES games because of the Game Boy Advance. So, like for sure. example, um, Super Mario World is one of my favorite games, and it's a game, one of the games I have the most nostalgia for, and it's purely because I played it on Game Boy Advance. Yeah. Um, so it's. Hey, I'm that, sure that was a that fantastic way to play that game. Uh, <laughs> where, you, where you have zero light and you're just trying to angle this well, over into the light. Well, I mean, I mean yeah, the, there's one flaw to the Game Boy Advance, and that is not it's not backlit, but they solved that with the SP. So, yeah, I, I like the form factor of the Advance more than the SP, but that like there, you know, it is it is inferior if, to the SP, but like if you're, I never had an SP, so it is worse than the GBA. <laughs> yeah, I never had an SP personally because I was guess I was stubborn and I was like, I can just like put this under a light and that's fine. And you're like, my family's I, poor. I found my old. <laughs> it was a miracle I had a Game Boy Advance in the first place. Well, there is that. Um, but man, I, like I, 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 I do have a modded. Uh, GBA um original Game Boy Advance and I think it's a really good way to do it if you're looking for for that. But I mean at that at point two you might as well get um you know, there's there's a million other ways to play yeah. Game Boy Advance. But yeah, I, I have including what we'll be I, talking about I, later. I've got a Steam wow. Deck. Uh I wish the Steam Deck had an OLED screen, but there but alas. Yeah. But before we get to Game Boy Ways to play your Game Boy Advance games. Uh, yeah, I will talk about You've my. You've been games. playing games too. Yeah, I, I have been playing games. Uh, in the meantime, and one of them is the hot shit on the street. Everyone's talking about it. It is your old favorite, returning from childhood. Dead Space was remade. Another remake. Another remaster. Remake. This is a remake. Um, yeah. Metroid Prime is... I don't think there's anything new other than, like, some control updates and, like, they redid the textures. Uh, but Right. They... they it, it's, it, I think it's, uh, you know, definitely a, a great remaster, but it's it's a remaster versus, yeah. you know... They, they, they're specifically saying uh, 
Dead Space is a Yeah, remake. it is a very faithful remake. Right. Uh, <laughs> it is... It is not, you know, Final Fantasy VII remake. (laughs) It is not Resident Evil 2 remake. It is... Right. It is like a redux. It is a re... uh, You know, they're taking all the things you know and love from Dead Space, which for me is not a lot because I only played like an hour of that game. Oh, me too. Okay. But it is like the same kind of behind the back, same same aesthetic. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, much like, much like we were saying about Metroid Prime Remaster, this game kind of looks how you remember, like in mm-hmm. your head, you know, uh, Dead Space looking like when it came out in two thousand seven, two thousand eight. Um, two thousand eight. I just, I just yeah. looked it up. Okay, yeah. Uh, I nicely done. Pulled that, pulled that out of a hat. Um, seemed right. You did good. I, I played more Dead Space two than I did Dead Space one. So like I, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not completely out of touch with the series but uh i didn't i never played a lot of it uh it was before like horror games stress me out or they can yeah. and i have to like step back and like take some time and it was you know as i've gotten older and played more of them it's become less so like after pl- spending so much time playing the resident evil games like dead space remake which is scarier um it's not a, it's just not as stressful now. Um, yeah, no, I, I totally get that. Cause I, I, I've been kind of considering picking this up too, because the first time I played it, I think I got it really cheap on steam, um, early 2010 somewhere. Uh, and I played it for about an hour and then it stressed me out so much mm-hmm. that I put it down. But now I'm thinking, now I'm getting more into horror games and horror, yeah. um, mm-hmm. content in general. So I've been, I've been going. Yeah. Hmm, maybe I should, you know, pick up uh, Dead Space. Yeah, so what are you definitely. thinking about the remake it, so far? It's it's real good. It's it's oh. very very good. Uh, like oh yeah. So the, like the PC version has some has had some technical quirks. I haven't played it in a little bit, so maybe they patched it, and maybe those things that are bugging me, or maybe that's my PC problem. I'm trying to figure it out. Like I, I might need to do some stuff to my PC to make it more functional because I've been running into issues in lots of games, but. I, I have been pretty impressed generally by it. Like I can run this game with ray tracing on, uh, and like hit sixty frames per second most of the time with the uh, DLSS, the you know the super resolution changing the quality and the resolution, but all that all that fancy stuff. And I wish I had like a fancy OLED screen to play this game on because they do the lighting so well. Oh, and it is so it is so dark <laughs> and it, but like just yeah. the little bits of light around the environment are really good i don't know why you are a spaceman and your only flash your flashlight can only be up when you're holding your gun out like you don't have like a helmet mounted or like a chest mounted light yeah. to like <laughs> don't know i i understand mechanically and like atmospherically why they want to do that as you know as a design choice uh for the game designers uh you know as a world choice doesn't make a lot of sense but there's a section early on where you need to disable you need to turn power onto something and to turn the power onto it you need to turn the power off somewhere else to like you need to turn off the lights so you can power the elevator basically so you have to turn off the lights 
and this room just goes pitch black. And you start hearing noises of like the necromorphs <sighs> crawling around. And, like, and then around you can see like, okay, well, this conduit from the power junction or whatever to the elevator is now lit up. So there's this red light that's running along the wall that kind of points me to where I need to go. And that might have been in the original. I don't remember it that much, but it just looks so good. And then there's the red exploding barrels that are just like glowing. And you're like, okay, there's stuff over there. And you can pull out your flashlight to let, you know, you can go into aiming mode to look around and stuff. But that moment was just like, oh my God, it is pitch black in here. I can't see anything except like the, uh, the, the way they uh, integrate the HUD is like a um, diegetic, uh, uh, yeah it's your like your health is mm-hmm. a thing along your spine and there's like a meter yeah. for your stasis charge and all that stuff is like on the suit on the character so it's all diegetic in the world and so you've got that and you've just like little bits of light on your suit and these lights you know various small things around the room is like very cool aesthetically and i wish i had a better screen to enjoy it on but it still looks it looks great on you know whatever screen you're playing on uh very cool uh, I guess there's some added story stuff um, that kind of expands on what was already there. I don't know what that stuff is exactly when it shows mm-hmm. up or anything like that. Because I am all I am further in like the three hours I've played. I am further than I ever got in the original Dead right. Space. It's um, interesting when that happens when you play this and you're like, I did not get far in this video game yep. before. I, I mean, I <laughs> I've done that before too. Yeah. I remember some elevators, and that's all I remember from my time with the original. I remember, I think, seeing some of the necromorphs and being like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw some necromorphs, but uh, yeah, it's the combat, the weapons, like all that stuff feels very similar. And, you know, it's that this feels like how I remember it playing, but mm-hmm. it's obviously tightened up. And, like, games back then were very, you know, you can feel this as, like, time goes on and you go back to games. You're like, oh, wow, things are just a little bit, like, clunkier and heavier a lot of times. And sometimes that's a deliberate choice, but it's totally fine. But there's been a things just feel a little better while still maintaining that same sort of. Uh, same sort of idea of yeah like the same you you feel the same heaviness but it just feels more pleasant to play I guess is what I'm trying to say uh, and so yeah it's it's been very cool going around the Ishimura and seeing all the all the necromorphs and they're popping out and you know the exploding bits of goo when you shoot them and you know, rip them apart it's there. I think one of the things they've added is a lot more environmental storytelling. So a lot more graffiti on the walls and such. Uh, like fuck this capitalist hellhole. Uh, which yeah, hey, this ship is definitely a capitalist hellhole, and uh, this pseudo religion cult thing is uh really just done a number and has caused a lot of people to die. Nothing like the real world at all. Nope, not at all. Uh, so, yeah, people are... <laughs> I, I'm i not even sure why. Well, I mean, I know why, but this game has... If you're on the Steam discussion boards, I don't know what it's like now, but when it came out, it was just like, 
is this game woke? Oh, the devs made oh, this game God. woke. Oh, there's, uh, it's oh, non-gendered bathrooms. Oh, they put a black girl in it. I'm like, like oh, none of God. you got. I have never noticed that the bathrooms are non-gendered. I just, you know, I walk in and there's like, like shit oh, happening in there. And oh yeah, God, just, there's a necromorph. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, oh God, oh no, the showers are going. What's go? Oh, is someone in here? Oh God, no. Okay. And, and yeah, and like the capitalists, you know, oh, fuck this capitalist hellhole. People are like, oh, this game hates capitalism. Bro. Like, bro, like, yeah, I, I, I hate to inform you about a lot of the video games that you probably enjoy, but. It's, it's, I, I it's, the game is not, I don't, I wouldn't say the game is any more anti-capitalist than the original Dead Space. Um. You know, right. sentiment around, you know, sent, sentiment around things, media literacy, uh, all of these things have changed, improved, uh, differed. Uh, and so, yeah, it's just I don't know why that became like a flashpoint on the Steam forum. The Steam discussion forums are a cesspit. Sometimes that happens and you're like, I don't understand why this is happening yeah i it's it's just truly bizarre and uh i i don't know why this game is not woke uh it's just uh let's see i'm just trying to see if there's anything else it doesn't it looks like people are now actually talking about like the problems with the game, like you know, uh, technical problems, and the f- the front page is not littered with "oh, this game is woke." Uh, like that's stupid. Uh, just you know, culture war, culture war bullshit for a game that yeah. is not interested in engaging with it and has no reason to really. It it added some characters or changed some characters, I guess, but it's not like pushing any agenda. Like I never felt like. Oh wow, they were really trying to do something with this. It's just like, okay, yeah, no, this is there's like an Asian lady or something, and there's a and, black lady, and, and people lose their minds because yep. yeah. like, what are you doing? Yeah, like, like, okay. it's like I don't know. Like, it's like a, character a dies exists. after like five minutes. Like, what are you? What are you complaining about? <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, I have you know, I did exists and people lo- lose their minds in the Steam comments. Yeah, it, it was very strange. So, you know, the hottest controversy of the week uh, detailed right here. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Dead Space Remake seems really good. I've heard glowing things from people who have played the original and, you know, yeah. enjoy it a lot. It seems like everyone's really on board with it. Some people seem to be thinking, oh, maybe Capcom or EA made the, the better remake of the classic survival horror game this year. Uh, you know, I mean, Resident Evil Four remake isn't even out. People are right. saying like, "Well, it's like, ooh, come on, <laughs> Capcom has got a, you know, Capcom has a competition cut out for it at least." Well, uh, it'd be good if both of them are really great because yeah. then it's it's you know, it, it's, it sounds like well. Resident Evil Four remake is also going to be a similar treatment to this as opposed to Resident Evil. Two remake two right exactly. four is going to be much more faithful and like some scenes will be shot for shot and they're going to have some uh like some expanded scenes which is interesting because that game ain't short i 
think my first playthrough was like 20 hours or something, which is long for Resident it's Evil. Long for Resident Evil, yeah. Yeah, no, that'll, it'll be interesting to see what how that goes um, Yeah. later this year. Yep, uh, I'm looking forward to it. March, just like a month and a half away or something, I think. Oh, God. So many games are coming out, like, right away at this the start yeah. of the year. It's, it's yeah. crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially after, uh, like, we talked about on our Game of the Year, where Game of the Year, we're like, games came yeah, out, it was, it was fine. It was, it was yeah. fine. It was a fine year. Not, like, it wasn't you know, a lot that, like, pulled me in, and already I'm like, Not a I want to play this, we I want to like, play that, I want to play that. super jazzed about and then suddenly, first quarter of yep. 2023, it's like all the games that we really want to play. Yep, I've been playing. So yeah, Dead Space. I'm going to play Destiny 2. or The Destiny 2 expansion comes out at the end of the month. Uh, or at the big start of next month. Uh, that Wild Hearts game that we talked about comes out in like a few days. Oh, God. Uh, I keep forgetting that game exists. And then I remember yeah. and I'm like super jazzed about yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, like, it looks then... really good. And then Resident Evil 4 remake, I'm like, that's four games already in Q1 where I'm like, hell, or not, it's not Q1, it's Q4 of 2022, I guess, but beginning of 2023. Uh, and I'm already super excited about a bunch of games, which is cool, but also yeah. I'm broke as hell. Yeah, I need to be spent saving money and I'm still like, oh, there's so many video games to buy. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah. Well, uh, gotta. Got a lot of things to take care of, but uh, one thing I have been taking care of is checking out some games on uh, the Steam Next Fest. Ooh, uh, yeah. Which, you know, uh, they do their couple times a year. They mm-hmm. do a big demo showcase and show off a bunch of games uh, that are coming out eventually. <laughs> uh and there was one that caught my eye when I was looking. I don't know exactly why. It it's this game Ravenbound. It looks like it, it gave me Assassin's Creed vibes. Um, and they talk about being inspired by Scandinavian uh, mythology and like. Not not like uh, Norse mythology, but like Scandinavian mythology mm-hmm. as a whole. And um, there's some Norse stuff in there. Uh, and it looks kind of like Assassin's Creed-y and like an open world roguelike. Mm-hmm. Roguelite. Roguelite, not roguelike. Uh, roguelite, which I thought was interesting because it's not something I've really seen before. Like open yeah. world action roguelite. Um, yeah. So I installed that, and it's made by Avalanche, uh, which the the ones who made like Just Cause, I believe, which is like what? Uh, it's like a specific. Uh, okay, I guess you're systemic reaction was part of Avalanche. Uh, yeah, they made like Generation yeah. Zero okay. and the Second Extinction game that I guess yeah came out a couple of years ago. The dinosaur your dinosaur game. Um, so yeah, they've been like making stuff and just like chilling. Uh Ravenbound feels oh it so the premise is basically Moon Knight. There is okay. a there is a god who is using you as their vessel and trying to accomplish something, get revenge on the other gods or 
uh, it, it's not entirely clear uh, in the demo. Uh, but so that is the basically there is a raven god and there are other gods and you are the raven god's vessel and you get your powers from that. And then you go through these like portals and this tower and go off into the world and you turn into a raven and you fly around this open map. The maps are really big. Uh, there's And there's like a lot of them. But it seems like there's, at least in the in the demo, there is a limited amount of stuff in them. It's mostly like, here are some enemy camps. Here's a village with some shops. And you can get one side quest. Uh, and there's some like events uh, in the world. Like, oh, if you go here, you can fight like a powerful group of enemies. And that'll kind of open things up in the uh, rest of the world. Uh, it'll, it'll free it of hatred. Which I will talk a bit, uh, I'll get into now is, uh, it's also like a deck builder. <laughs> kind of. Oh. Kind of. Sort of, yeah. Uh, you are collecting, as you go around the world and you kill certain powerful enemies, they'll drop fragments. And you pick up the fragments and you focus them. And that lets you choose one of three cards. And so you then you can take that card and then you'll also be finding cards that give you mana and then you use the mana to play the cards. And sometimes they're relics, sometimes they're weapons or armor or like health or gold or, you know, power, like persistent power ups and, you know, all these things. And so by defeating enemies you can pick these up. But generally, if you want to get um, mana you have to open chests. And usually, chests are, con like, they're, cons I don't know, hatred is, some aura of hatred is making them inaccessible. Mm -hmm. And you can, you can absorb the hatred and then open the chest. But if you absorb too much hatred, that will take up, um, I guess the first time you do it, it's like, Next time you focus your fragments, you'll get a hatred card, and that will take the place of one of the cards you focus. And that hatred card increases the damage uh, and health of the boss by like 5% of the next boss you face, I guess. And so, and then as you, if this happens multiple times, then eventually that space the, of the three becomes permanently like locked and. You're like, it's permanent hatred. I don't remember exactly what the terminology meant or was, but that means you only need to pick up two fragments, but also every time you do, you're going to get a hatred thing. And so if you keep doing that, then you're just going to keep stacking up the boss's health and damage. Which, you know, that can be a problem in a roguelike, uh, early on roguelite. Uh, and so, you know, when I first started, I was like, well, this seems like the only way I can do anything, I guess. I don't know. Um, and then on my second playthrough, so like I fought the boss and he just like, he, I, I almost beat the boss, but he beat me. If I hadn't had so much hatred, I think maybe I could have done it. Um, the second time, I figured out that there's a space you can go to kill the enemies that clears an area of hatred, which means you can open the chests without accumulating more hatred, which gives you some chance to power up. 
and so yeah, it, it was. It's a neat idea, but it seems very early. Mm-hmm. The movement is pretty loose. Like everything, everything is like super loose. Uh, it feels like not anywhere near prime time. The there's a lot of stuff in the demo, but you can play for an hour, and so I don't know what you could. I guess technically, maybe you could beat a lot, but it it seems like it's pretty limited in terms of like the things happening, the things you can do, things you can get. But it it seems like it could be neat. I'm not really sure yet. It like there's stuff to the combat. It's got like a right right bumper, right trigger is your you know light and heavy attack. You've got a sort of dome shield on your block where if you time it right, you get like a stagger effect on your enemies and they all get blown away. You've also got a dodge. You time your dodge right, then you get like extra, you know, uh, extra damage and all that kind of stuff. But sometimes when I would do that stuff, it would take my frame rate to like 20 frames per second. Not not okay. Uh, very difficult to play, but, you know, it's it's... Uh, an unfinished game and i i hope they've got like another year or so on it on the development because i think that's what it needs to like mm-hmm. probably get tightened up and make sense but i think maybe worth checking out if you're into kind of open world action games like you know like witcher or assassin's creed or whatever and also like rogue lights there's persistent progression and all that stuff uh it's it's a neat neat idea neat take on the genre uh yeah it I'm, sounds nifty I, I was like thinking about it i was surprised that more games haven't there haven't more games that have tried that but i guess making like big open world that you constantly die and then go back into is not it's super it's, easy. It's, yeah, it's it's one of those things where it seems like an interesting um, idea, but it's yeah, not not an easy one. So yeah, it, it, what you said mentioned roguelite. It's it, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, yeah, it's not. It doesn't at least right now. And what the, what I played at the demo, it doesn't seem like they're making random maps or anything. Mm. It seems like you're going into a set map. And maybe where the like the area you can clear uh, will change. Maybe there will be more side quests that you can do. Or maybe like, would it be like enemies spawning in different areas? Or eh, there's kind of like kind of land like landmarks. There's like okay, there's a little okay. set of village here and uh, like a tower, like a ruined tower here, and so you know there's set spots on the map where enemies spawn and that's just like where they are and you can go into like e- raven vision not eagle vision raven vision you can see oh like okay there's uh there's like an enemy camp here and there's a little spot where i can jump and turn into a raven here because you can just fly around the whole map if you want um so you can you don't and there are specific points where you have to go to turn into the raven and fly around but you the whole map is just open to you and you can go wherever you want which is an interesting idea, and then you just fly down and be like, okay, now we're fighting, which is pretty cool. But yeah, it's uh, 
I, I'm cautiously optimistic about Ravenbound. I hope they take the yeah, time no, they seems, need to to make it work. Seems cool, and it seems like there's um, experienced devs on it. So if they just uh, yeah, you know, take the time and work on it, it seems like it'd be cool. Yeah, they they do kind of the rogue legacy thing where every time you die, you pick a new you have to pick a new character from a set of like they have a set of uh you know traits that you unlock as you complete more stuff it's like okay now you can start with this trait or you can be this kind of person or this kind of person and in the demo i think it has like three different kinds of people you can be there's like a there's a human then there's like an animal type person like a and then there's another person i think and they have different things they depending on the type of person you are, you can do different things with the cards. You can, like, drain them, which is, like, consume them, basically. And humans, they get 50 gold when they consume a card. Unlaki, maybe? Unlaki uh, get health when they drain a card, and then the other, the third one that's in the game right now, or in the demo, gets mana when they drain a card. So, you know, depending on what you tend to like you can choose one of those and then there's like different weapon types and all that kind of stuff it's uh yeah it's interesting so i'll i'll be keeping an eye on that and see what they do but they they have to tighten it up because it is so loose you have like a grappling hook and it's just like i don't know i'm throwing it out there and praying to god it's gonna hit something (laughs) Oh, oof, yeah, that's that's tough. Yeah, because you don't like aim it; you just like throw it, and it latches on to a random thing, uh, in the in the direction. And these are like avalanche made just cause; like they know how to do a grappling hook. They, they right? If there's anything they know what to how to do, yeah. it's a grappling hook. So, but yeah, it's weird. Uh, yeah. Anyway, also in terms of new games. Not only Steam Next Fest, but we mentioned it earlier. Yeah. The Nintendo Direct was on. Uh, I don't even the eighth. It was on the eighth. That's that's the day it was on. Yes. And yes. they, you know, we got uh, Metroid Prime, which uh, yep. was a nice surprise, and uh, we, this just pretty good plethora of stuff stuff there for me again as the nintendo resident nintendo hater uh there was nothing that aside from metroid that actually got me like oh hell yeah there there was another thing and i haven't maybe i don't know what what game it was because uh i'm looking at this uh, anyway the metroid prime and the the uh, what are they called? What uh, b- b- they make Dongan Ropa? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Spike not Team. Yes, yes. Spike Chunsoft had like a, a weird detective game. Like, I was like oh, game. okay. Yeah, I'm I'm excited about that one. Those were um, like the two things for me that stood out. But it seemed yeah. like people were pretty stoked on this, and it seemed like a a pretty good mix of stuff. Where like the last one was all the farming games. It's like how many farming <laughs> games can we fit? Uh, like, this hey, was a nice you can farm in this one, and you're like, I, yeah, I yeah, know. I know. Uh, I, this was I a understand. nice, this was a nice uh, variety of stuff from like DLC to like brand new announcements and like check ins with games we already knew about. Uh, so yeah, right. that that mm-hmm. was uh, it was pretty good. 
Yeah, so I'm very excited about it as the resident uh, Nintendo uh, uh, apologist, I think is the best <laughs> way to put it. <laughs> Where wow. It's, like, it's not well, even a fan, you're just an apologist. I, I mean, I, I love Nintendo, but like, I, I, I'm not kidding when I saw the Metro Prime remake, remaster and I was like, is this going to be worth it? I don't know. And then I picked it up and I was like, at least oh, I didn't make it $60. Good. Yeah, no. And, and, and I was like, okay, 40 bucks. I, I can, I can do that. And then I, I was like, this is good actually. Uh, so yeah. Um, but I was really excited about a decent amount of it. Like there's, there's a number of games that I'm interested in picking up. Um, I'm hopeful for the Splatoon 3 DLC, uh, just oh. because uh, the Octo expansion for Splatoon 2 was really, really great. Um, so I'm I'm hopeful. Uh, for the um, games that were announced, uh, I was very excited for the uh, We Love Katamari uh, remake. Yeah, um, so sure. So that'll be nice, because I, I'm, I'm a big Katamari person, so... Getting Katamari is great. Uh, the Etrian Odyssey collection is very exciting for me um, because I thought that was going to be stuck in 3DS hell. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, because, well, because so much of the game is building, this, making this map, which they do on the bottom screen of the 3DS. Mm. So it, it felt like very much a DS type game, but it's a really cool dungeon crawler um, series, and I'm really excited to pick that oh. up. I have uh, never have... seen or played this game. This is not what I... I... Wow. I don't think yeah. I caught this in the direct. What the... What am I... What the hell is going on here? Okay. It's the, the it's a good series, uh, and the music slaps. Uh, the music's really good, and it's, it, it's just a fun... Um, uh, yeah, so I... I I think they're selling it for like some kind of bullshit amount of money on the Switch, because of course they are. Huh. But uh, it's I'm yeah no it's it's an Atlas uh, game that where you're going through dungeon crawling, um, but you're also building your own map. It, apparently they they've added an auto mapping uh, option, which I think is some bullshit because like what's the point? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> the whole. The whole thing is that you draw your own map, and that's very exciting. Um, but I mean, I get it. It's that they they want to yeah. make it more accessible to other people. But yeah, it, yeah, no. It's I I really like what I've played of those games on the 3ds, and I'm excited to have that on Switch because uh, it, it's um, really cool games. I'm uh, particularly excited about the Professor Layton uh, mm. new game. Because it's another game I was like, please don't be stuck on on the DS forever. <laughs> uh, and it's not. So they're bringing back Professor Layton. Um, uh, are those like excited... adventure games? What are those games? Uh, Professor Layton? Yeah. Oh, oh my god. You, I've never played Professor Layton. So basically what you do is like, it is like an adventure game where you're this professor, your, your character... He's he's very much like a Sherlock Holmesy guy, where he's going okay. around and he's solving these mysteries. But um, the 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 thing is that uh, you do a lot of like kind of um, discrete puzzles in uh-huh. addition to that. So it'll, you'll be go up to a thing and you'll be like, you'll go up to a thing and you'll go, oh well, 
to get this item, you need to do this puzzle, and it's going to be either like kind of like a logic puzzle or a, mm-hmm. um, you know, there, there's a wide variety of different puzzles basically in there, uh, and sometimes they'll go, oh, this reminds, uh, he'll go, this reminds me of a puzzle, uh, Luke, uh-huh. who's his assistant, Luke, will you help me with this puzzle? Um, so it's it, that's the that's the real um, draws is is those. Hey. Okay. Uh, those little those puzzles. Um, I feel like they maybe put some Professor Layton games on phones. They did, and that's okay. kind of I. It's the the one that people don't like. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh I no, they, they, no, no, no. They actually put. Um, no, I, I, I got that wrong. There, there's one that was like mobile native and then mm. there's one where like the original yeah, they Professor ported Layton, one yeah. curious village they ported yeah okay. and that's um that's the og one and one of those i have so much nostalgia for that game but it's i i love that series there's n- nothing like it and it's uh i'm i'm excited that they're not abandoning this this series sure. because uh that that those are good those are good games. So I that showed up and I nearly started yelling. I was on, on I was on a train um waiting for my train to go home and I was like like nearly shouting on the train because I was like, Hell yeah. <laughs> um, I was very excited. Uh else uh new fantasy life game's gonna be cool. Um excited about that. Uh and uh but the the other one that was re- really cool for me personally me specifically um is that they're putting Game Boy games on the Switch now. <laughs> um and uh yeah, they Game are. Boy Advance. So I love the Game Boy Advance and it was very exciting to be able to download that. Not many games so far, but mm-hmm. I know but I mean it's it's nice to know that that's something that they're doing and that they're working on um I wonder and, and that they've what that 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 um what 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 is the word uh, the that library i guess is going to look like because yeah like my game boy advance was a lot of pokemon of course right dragon ball z likes of goku 2 and boo's fury as i've said some of the best games ever made let alone on the 3ds just period uh, and then also the the triple X Vin Diesel movie game, uh, which was actually my brother's, but you know, only like you were saying about the, the DS, only you only have so many games. So also some like you know, games. Like li- I, li- I played I, a lot of like licensed bullshit on the GBA because oh that was God. a lot like, of what I games have... were back then. So what is this Weird. library going to look like? to look this up because i have a lot of nostalgia for a ds game based off of the movie version of the lion the witch in the wardrobe <laughs> because sure. i got yeah. it for christmas yeah you get it for christmas mm-hmm. and you go okay this is a new video game i'm gonna play the hell out of this video game uh and it, it, yeah so it is interesting to see what that will look like um but i personally really love Game Boy games and Game Boy Advance games, and I yeah. think this is long overdue. And um, I the the starting lineup for the uh, Game Boy Advance games only has six games so far, but um, it's uh, I think I think an interesting uh-huh. 
mix of them. Um, Minish with, Cap um, is a good choice. It's, it's I need a good to. Pl- to I've with. never played Minish Cap, Me neither, so I, I'm going but... to be playing Minish Cap. Um, Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga is one of my favorite mm-hmm. games of all time. Uh, WarioWare, the original WarioWare, still I played a bunch of it this week, and it still holds up in my opinion. Is it um, better than that the, the 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 new one? The one for the Switch, yes, one hundred percent. I was like, I, I I almost forgot that that one made for the Switch existed because I was okay. like, finally, I could play WarioWare on the Switch. And I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah. There was a game. And it was not, it was, it was mediocre. Um, uh, but then also it has Kurukuru Kururin, uh, which is uh, Japanese only. I think that they put it on the Wii U, which is why they have an English um, mm. translation. Um, but... Uh, that's that's a Japanese only Game Boy Advance game. That's a a fun kind of puzzle game. Uh, well, kind of um, sort of puzzle, but you're also you're basically play um, playing a character that's kind of a constantly rotating helicopter mm-hmm. thing where you, where you can't touch the sides of the you mean of the walls basically. You mean turnabout? They hit indie game starring the revolving limousine it's basically that yeah but (laughs) it's it's the original (laughs) but it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a it's an interesting game and i'm and i'm i was very excited to see that that was one of the ones they that they pulled because it's it seems like they're going to be putting kind of interesting stuff on the on the service that like that um but yeah, so there's that, and, and then there's a, a number of things for the Game Boy uh, launch as well, and so I, I'm, as a Game Boy fan, I'm very excited about that. Um, but yeah, I think, personally, as the Nintendo apologist of the podcast, it was a really good direct, and mm-hmm. I'm really excited to see um Roundabout, not that- Turnabout. Oh, sorry, <laughs> I couldn't. I I couldn't remember what that was called, but I, I I knew what you mean, mm-hmm. what you meant. Um, it it was is, I I think a really good direct specifically because it had the, you know, games that people were looking for. It had the, you know, obviously the um, Breath of the Wild sequel had it had it yeah. the, which is what people were wanting that and the, uh had stuff for um core franchises like i don't know when pikmin became a core franchise in my mind but it did but then also it had some interesting um they made four of them so you know re- uh, some interesting remakes some cool new games yeah. uh some stuff where i'm like this looks in- interesting and uh, i i think it was a very good mix of of stuff basically mm-hmm. uh and i've never played uh the Batten Kaitos games, but uh, those are, you know, kind of cult classic RPG JRPGs. So I'm excited to give that a shot as well. And uh, have you? I, I was really excited to see a lot of this this whole thing. Have you checked out the uh, Octopath Traveler two demo yet? So I don't. I I've been going back and forth because on the one hand I'm I want to play it because I mm-hmm. love. Octopath, but on the other hand, I'm like, what if I play it and then I get done with it and I still have to wait mm-hmm. an extra week for Octopath sure. Two? <laughs> so, um, You're just I, gonna wait. I'll pro- I don't know. 
Well, when does it? When does that come out? Uh, soon, right? Yeah, it comes out on the twenty. Like it comes out this month. You can, um, you can just like download the demo right before it comes out. You can get like play it a day early or something. Yeah. But, yeah. So I, th- I think I'll definitely. I think I'll play it because it looks like there's a few hours of content mm-hmm. yeah. in there. Uh, but I'm. I, as you well know, I really loved the original yeah. Octopath Traveler, so I'm, like, so excited for Octopath 2 um, that I, I think I'll have to download that eventually, especially since it um, is basically the opening hours of the game and sure. it carries over, too. Yeah. If they fix my main gripe with that game, or with the first game, which is that it, like, the characters are completely disparate mm-hmm. and they might as well not be interacting at all might as well like mm-hmm. you know you could be four random people in a party together it doesn't matter uh then if they fix that aspect of the first game and make the people like actually engage and it, it would be a big thing because you don't know when people are doing what and the order and who's where and what party and what's been done i get it it is difficult but also if you're going to make a game like this i'm going to want I'm going to want that. So if they manage to fix that, I might give Octopath Traveler 2 a shot. And it's nice that they have put it on everything. Like, it's on Xbox, it's on PlayStation, it's on Steam, Mm -hmm. like, immediately. Uh, And, like, you can play the demo demo everywhere. So I think that'll be really good for this game, just to be available everywhere. Yeah. Personally, I I understand where you were uh, coming from. I think that would have been good. But at the same time, I loved the game for what it... Uh-huh. was even with the disparate stories just because i found um each of those individual stories to be compelling enough that yeah. while i wanted it i i liked the focus on all the in- individual characters a lot so yeah. um i'm just extremely excited because i i loved the original octopath and now i'm like what if i went and played uh octopath again while i waited but i won't <laughs> Yeah, hey, don't don't do that. It's 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 a trap. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I think I think that's everything. Oh, uh, think... any any thoughts about Tears of the Kingdom costing seventy dollars? <sighs> yeah, I I feel like I you know a, a lot of the big studios are doing that now and. I think if any if Nintendo has any clout with any game, it's the Breath of the Wild sequel for that. But sure. at the same time, it's like the console's six years old. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 rough. Um, so I not a huge fan, but also I think a lot of people are rediscovering the um, the voucher system. Well, they're yeah, they re there making it available again because it wasn't available for a while and oh yeah which is weird because it it's like as far as i know it's basically always been available in japan for like japanese Mm. accounts um which i i don't have a japanese account but if i wanted one i could have but i don't use my switch that much but yeah it i don't know what, what the thought process there was but it's actually cheaper in japan to buy the game which is surprising it's like seven thousand eight hundred yen or something which is basically yeah, sixty dollars I mean, uh so with it's, the current rate of exchange yeah, yeah. yeah. 
exchange rates. I bet the games here are like it could be five thousand yen, it could be nine thousand yen. You don't know. It's gonna be somewhere <laughs> in there, which is it's wild. It's probably healthier overall, price wise, to have you know a varying price structure for different games. But also, like, can't imagine the discourse if the West went to a model like that uh, for like you know AAA releases. Right. Yeah. Like I, you know, I, I think it would be good for the industry as a whole, but yeah, I don't know. That's a discussion it's, for it's another time. It's hard to say. It's a, it's a whole can of worms. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, I don't know if you have any other final thoughts today, Allison. Um. No, I, I don't think I do. I'm, I just have. I know that there's a bunch of games coming out, so yeah. we'll keep chatting about them. Absolutely, uh, and we'll keep chatting about them. Same place, same time. It doesn't matter for the listener. We're not live, uh, but we'll be <laughs> back next week. Yeah. Um, ne- next week with another episode of the Game Fix Podcast. I have been your host, Andre Cole, a.k.a. The Wet Gamer, a.k.a. Your partner's favorite Marvel Snap card. You can find me on Twitter at Coolslaw, C-O-O-L-S-L-4-W. Even though that site breaks more and more by the day. We'll go. It really does. Going down with the ship. Uh, Allison, where can people find you? Uh, I hate saying that I'm going down the sh- down with the ship with Twitter because I don't want to be that person. But also you can still find me on Twitter at W-R-I-T-E-R-S-E-R-E-N-Y-T-Y. Maybe if they made a Marvel Snap social media network. You know, I, I, I'm up for anything that takes the place of Twitter in my heart. So I, I've yet to find a, a social media that it's the same. Yep. But yeah. Jack, Jack Dorsey, he did it. Jack Dorsey and that team, they did figured it. Figured it out. <laughs> it's been, uh, unfortunately, been downhill ever since. Out. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, thank you to Jeff Davis, aka at Stranger Peace on TikTok, Twitch, and Twitter for their wonderful theme music they made for us. Uh, good luck to Pat in his race, and uh, he'll be back next week with something, I'm sure. Uh, I don't know, who knows? Something about a car, maybe we'll talk about the Wild Hearts. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, in the meantime, stay tuned. Stay wet, gamers. <laughs>